Howdy folks, welcome to Digipack Snacks. My name is Colin. And I'm Meg. That's my beautiful wife, by the way, you're hearing. It's good to be here with you. Thanks, good to be here with you too. This is the podcast where we chat all things high, all things low, and all the long miles in between. And we've got two daughters, and we're just one of those crazy parents that love to travel. So we bring them with us every time. We are on a mission to visit 50 countries, and we've made it to 30. Which is an accomplishment. Right. And, you know, it's taken us years to get to 30. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the next 20 countries are going to be. I know two of them, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's like an adventure. What? Or, you know, those like Christmas advent calendars? Mm-hmm. And you open up one day at a time leading to Christmas and you just mm. never know what chocolate you're going to get when you open the little box. Right. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm excited too. I have no idea where we're going to end up. But you know what? That's part of the podcast is that we want to bring you along with us. But um, we got a lot to get into today because I've been I've been gone. Yes. And I've been gone on a business trip and and initially you guys were going to come with me. But then we realized, you know what? Traveling on a business trip is not fun for the family. Well, I mean, depending on the location, to be fair, it is beautiful. He went to Charleston, which is only a few hours from us. But when I was looking at the schedule, we were going to share one car Colin was going to be gone during most daylight hours. So then the real real is that I'm going to be in Charleston, but I'm going to be in a hotel room with both of my kids with access to not really great food because I don't have a car. Yeah, It's just like it's not a walk where we were going wasn't a walkable area. So I just felt like I was going to be trapped in a hotel room. So I would rather just be home. So I passed. But then we suck at being apart from each other, don't we? I know. It was just hard and <laughs> so it's, sad. So it's just a lose-lose situation. Yeah, there was no win. I am glad that the girls and I stayed back, though, because before that, we spent the weekend in the mountains um, because our church did like a family retreat, which mm. I had never been a part of something like that, where parents and kids all went away together. And there were like 15 families and kids ranging from infants to teenagers. Like there were families with teenagers that came with their kids and it was three days, two nights in the mountains hanging out and it just felt no cell service, no cell service. It felt very like wholesome is like the word that comes to mind. And whether you're a part of like a faith community or not, I just felt like it was a unique experience to get away as a family unit. Mm. And it made me think about how this summer I was looking into like summer camps for families. I'm just like really interested in doing things alongside of other people with their kids. Meg, we should organize a family camp. Gosh, wouldn't that be... That's what I'm talking about. That's what it made me think about. Bring bring the chaos, but then... All your food's taken care of. You're not doing dishes. But that the more important thing is like the belongingness that happens when you're doing the same thing with mm. other people that value the same thing. I right. think that's what I walked away from this weekend feeling like it was this sense of just belonging because we were alongside other families that were choosing to spend the weekends with their kids and get to know one another. So yeah, I think that that would be a really cool thing to explore. Let us know if that's something that like sounds exciting to you because i do think that that would be an interesting thing to explore a bunch of us showing up 
in the same place. I think it would be stateside. Stateside. To make it not complicated. Put that on the vision board, Megan. Yeah, let's put it on the put vision board. Put that on the dream board. For next summer. It would be really cool to to spend a weekend with a bunch of other people and their kids. Yeah. Man. Wow. Let's make it happen. Let's go. Anyway, so there's so some much snacks. there's some afternoon <laughs> inspiration. So many snacks. <gasps> We'd have to have merch because every trip Not away, merch. If you well, you're giving away the secret now. Well, every trip needs merch. Yeah, but I just wanted to surprise folks like when they get there, they're like, "Ooh, what's this cute sweater laying on my bed?" Well, we well, you just gave away <laughs> way more than I did. Hey, we could be giving away socks. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, that's a good thing. So all that to say, we came away from that weekend. We were really tired. Colin immediately left for Charleston. And then this is what happened with the podcast, you guys. Because if you're listening, thanks for checking that the podcast is uploaded. We're going to be about a day and a half late. Hours. Yeah. yeah, almost two days late in, in sharing. And some of you may think, you know, why not just skip? And, you know, for us, it's just we were committed to it. And we tried, we tried to record a podcast with Colin and Charleston and just be glad that we didn't publish it because we were in, we were talking with each other over Zoom, which we've <sighs> never done before. So we, bad. We're always together. Yeah. And it just we were not vibing. Not vibing, and I didn't know that the hotel I booked was a pet-friendly hotel. There were lots of dogs barking. Oh my gosh! And just like the like the social cues that we have when we're talking mm-hmm. and we're going back and forth, and there's a little bit of banter. We're and not it, we're not made for Zoom. It feels natural in person. It does not feel natural over Zoom, and we're just we're just not Zoom podcast people. It's just not going to be what I happens. I mean, one day we have to if we land like a very special guest. But then again, I prefer to just like fly to where they are. I know. And do I, a remote. Yeah, it, it was a little bit tricky. So we just scrapped it and said, you know what, babe? When you get home, we'll record it again. We'll upload it late. And that will be that. Because we care. Because we care about you. We only give our best here. We only, well, we try. We really do. Yeah. So Colin's home. Life is good. This weekend, we've got a big event going on. What could that be, Megan? Colin's birthday. Hey! Which I say big event. I'm really thankful that he planned his own party because he kind of is a little mysterious in what gifts he wants to receive. I'm very much, this is what I want. Please do this for me. You're a little bit of a mystery sometimes. Well, because I just don't care. I know. I just don't care about presents. Well, I just thought it was great that you took it upon yourself to plan your event, though. I didn't really plan. I got on Canva, picked the template, put slapped my face on there, and I said, we're grilling out. Come. And I just sent it to a million people. I don't care if it. What I wanted for my birthday was I wanted chaos. I wanted our house to be chaotic, loud. I want there to be not enough food. So then like, we were like, oh, we got to go to Publix real quick. I want all that. I don't want the like, everybody bring this. Let's make a list. RSVP. I don't care. I just, you just text me. If I see you that day and I forgot to send you an invite, I say, just come right now. Drop what you're doing. Come to the house. We'll have to give an update on the next podcast about how chaotic, if it was chaotic enough for yeah, your we'll standards. We'll see. We'll see. Time. I hope people show up though. Please, <laughs> please come. And if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I think I would be best friends with Colin in real life. Shoot your shot. Let's go. I'll send you my address. We'll work it out. <laughs> 
Come on. Everyone's invited to his birthday party. Everyone's invited. But here, I do have a request that I would like to say uh, for my birthday. If you have been a listener of this podcast and you want to do something nice for our teeny tiny little production, uh, it would be really nice for my birthday if you guys could leave a review on Apple Podcasts uh, by looking at our stats more than 80% of our listeners listen via Apple Podcasts. Okay. And so it would be really cool if you just took a minute or so and just write us a sweet little review. That'll help more moms and dads around the world unite under this love for travel, under this love for bringing your kids and letting them see the world together and growing closer as a family. We're all about that. We want this community to grow. And it's just, it'll be more fun. And yeah, then we have more people to hang out with us next summer at our family camp. Are we calling it family camp? I think so. Gosh. Wow. This is come to life live on the podcast. I want a hoodie that says family camp on it. This is why we don't do over Zoom. Because look at these ideas that just happen when we're next to each other. Right. And also a hoodie. Yeah. But it's summer. In the summer. Who cares? Hoodies forever. I just love a hoodie. Hoodies are cozy. We'll crank up the AC. All right, so what you had a fun question that you wanted us to chat about this morning. Yes, since this episode is about some winter destinations because it is coming up, and I'm sure a lot of y'all already have winter plans, that doesn't mean we can't daydream. We can't, well, we're going to daydream, and it's always good to get an idea on the dock for 2024. Right. So we're just planning ahead. And it's just fun to chat about travel. Tis the season to chat about travel. Isn't this podcast just a chat? It's just a chatty chat. Do we ever swipe the credit card and actually buy these tickets? I don't know. But is it fun to daydream and chat? Yes. We don't. It's free. We don't buy tickets live on the air, but we do swipe the card to buy them. Right. Well, yeah, you know, but like all these things that we talk about may or may not come to fruition, but it's like a lot of inspiration Hmm. and it it might get your gears thinking. And, And, you know, when you're on your walk or driving in the car or just sitting on the couch you want to read a book but you'd rather listen to us it's just fun to hear us just chit chat about some dream destinations chit chat we're shooting Um, the breeze if you will yeah and and today we're talking about the five best winter destinations for families um and i figured since we're talking about winter talking about christmas i want to let's ask each other because i am sure our answers are very different um, but what was Christmas slash winter like for you growing up? What are some like fondest memories oh, it was or magic. traditions? It was magic. We had a lot of traditions. My parents were really great about making the holidays really fun because we moved around a lot. Uh, my dad was in the army. So I feel like our traditions and holidays are what kind of grounded us. And they were always the same. But Christmas... Uh, let me think of a few. One of them is... And we, your mom's a huge, like, decorator. decorator. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. was, you know, the Christmas decor came out. And there that was th- after Thanksgiving decor. Yeah. I, I think my mom was always a post-Thanksgiving decorator for Christmas because she had Thanksgiving decorations right, right, right. that needed, you know, their we don't. Time. We're not at that level yet. Yeah. We don't really have fall decor. Okay. But... Christmas, I remember we would, um, we'd always open one present the night before. It could be under the tree, so we'd get to open one. That was fun. We were Santa family, and he would always leave pajamas at the end of our bed. 
So when you woke up, you had to put on your new Christmas PJs to run downstairs. How long did this go on for? Were y'all teenagers? Well, I had a younger sister. So until she was past believing in Santa, it went on. So, I mean, I was a preteen, maybe teenager. And these things all still happened because they were new for her. Yeah. But yeah, we got new PJs that we had to wear before we came downstairs. Um, A funny thing was we never really got to have sugar cereal growing up. It Mm. was like a, a rule. If it had more than 11 grams, I still remember. That was the rule, 11 grams. You couldn't have it. So the only What was under 11 grams? Cheerios. Uh, Not Honey Nut. No, I think Honey Nut passed. Okay. Multi-grain for sure. <laughs> I think Chex passed. Ew. Uh, I think pl- a, a one called Kicks, Plain Kicks. I think that passed. Anyway, we couldn't have all the sugar stuff with the marshmallows and whatever. But on Christmas... Santa would bring us one box of our favorite sugar cereal mm. in our stocking. Santa worked for Kellogg's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we would eat that for Christmas morning breakfast, for Christmas lunch. It would be gone within 24 hours because Gosh. we had no self-control. There's nothing like a cereal binge, man. I know. I love it. But I think, I mean, my parents did the cookies and milk thing. You know, there were always cookies eaten in the past they had even done like reindeer footprints if we lived somewhere that there was snow they always just went the extra mile and i think i also had three siblings or have three siblings um and i think that helped make it magical too lots of kids lots of energy on christmas morning you know being excited to go open presents i just have a lot of great mems what about you Mine is the complete opposite of that. I actually was going to say, I've experienced Christmas in Malaysia, and true or false, I was depressed. You were very (laughs) depressed. Uh, But before we get there, I would say the closest thing that we have to a Western Christmas was we would go to the mountains in my state, which is like a 10-hour drive away. There was this one hotel on the hill that was surrounded by pine trees. No, there are, there's not a lot of pine trees in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. I could, there's probably a handful so we would go and stay at this hotel and we would have this and it was a handful of times that we would go and we would go pick pine cones and to me that was like oh my gosh this is like this is like what they do in the movies like there's pine cones here and that pine you don't see pine cones for you know 364 days out of the year except for when we go to this hotel on the hill And so that was like a big deal. And so whenever, you know, our Christmas decorations were all in this like one wicker basket under the staircase. And whenever you opened it, that's where the pine cones were. And so that was like the closest thing to like a Western Christmas. But I've never, what, what are the pine cones for? Like, did you, like you hung them on a tree? Yes. Yeah. We would hang them. We would Mm. paint them like gold tips, frosted tips, if you will. Uh, and put them on the tree, put them around the house, you know, just to zhuzh things up a little bit. Um, but other than that, you know, my dad's a pastor. So you wake up Christmas morning, you 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 do have new Christmas attire. That was one of the times in the year where we got an outfit. So you wore that and my dad would go to the English church. He would preach there. And then we would all have to go to the Malay church and he would preach there. And then after that, you just you just hope for the best. You hope for the best that someone at the church is throwing a party for lunch and they say, Pastor, come on over. And so inevitably, there will be a, a large gathering at someone's house for lunch. And that would be fun. I mean, just to like, just to go and eat and talk. 
But there's no waking up. There's no Santa. No Santa. There's no um, like waking up to open presents. There's not really presents. Wait a second. Let's rewind. Christmas Eve, there's also a church service. I know. <laughs> there's a lot. But the Christmas Eve service is like sometimes we'll throw in like a cultural night. So some people would bring like their instruments and from their like all their different um, ethnic groups that they're from. And we wear different costumes and do dancing and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of fun, a little special. That's a little special. And, and you know, your candlelight service and all that. Uh, but yeah, there's no Santa, no pajamas. We don't wear pajamas. And no exchanging of gifts. Well, that happens in our family. That happens the night of. So Christmas night, we then all go to grandma's house and then we do a gift exchange. But that is more just like you buy a gift for one other person in your extended family yes. and you're exchanging like that. It's not like, That's like the, the Western, white elephant. The white elephant yeah, gift yeah, yeah. exchange. It's and not then like we a, laugh and we eat a lot of food. That's it. Right. But not like the Western experience of waking up to like a pile of presents just for you. That doesn't really happen. Mm, yeah, I think it. I think it happened a handful. Of t- it's blur. It's blur. it's all a blur. I remember more sitting in church <laughs> more than I do rushing down to see what presents I have. Uh, we were in Malaysia for Christmas when Charlotte had just turned one. Um, it was actually her first Christmas with us. Yeah, because we adopted her right after. It was after our Christmas. first ever family Christmas. Our first ever family Christmas, and we were in Malaysia. And I just had all these expectations. That, you wanted the pajamas. That slowly crashed. I really wanted to get her pajamas. You were like, can we at least do the pajamas? And I said, Megan, we just don't wear pajamas here. It's so hot. It's so hot. So we went to a store and I just found pajamas and they had red on them. No, no, no. You what found, were they? It was a panda. Oh, you're right. It was a matching like t-shirt and like shorts. And had some pandas on it. We're like, this will do. This will do. This will do. These are her first Christmas pajamas. And then you were so sad because I was like, we got to go to church. Yeah. And like then- we woke up and my dad was already like, oh, we'll see you at church, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> see you there. I mean, it was one of those moments that in, in hindsight, the experience of being there during Christmas with your family and experiencing all of those things was awesome. But also it was the first time that I was like met with weight. I had these expectations. Yeah. Like it was it was a collision of culture, if you will. Right. And probably the biggest one that's happened since we've gotten married, where you just didn't know that I had all these hopes and dreams I didn't for know. the twenty fourth and twenty fifth of I December. I didn't know. And you know what? Ten years in and I have to say I know a little bit better. But, it, but I still get thrown some curveballs sometimes because you know what? Megan's bank of traditions just keep growing. Like, hey, we should do this. I saw this on Instagram. We should do this. And so now I've lost track of how many traditions we have. Well, I don't even keep track. And I'm not very, you know, organized about all of them having to happen every year. It's kind of like you try things out and see what sticks. Like, yeah. did the kids like that? Did we like that? But more than anything, I just am like, I love to celebrate. I love to celebrate birthdays, holidays, yeah. important events, milestones. So I'm just going to go hard in celebrating forever and yeah. endeavor and ever. Back to the whole clash of cultures thing, though. I think that's what I you know, tell people all the time that have never been to Asia. You know, They're like, what's it like? I want to go. I was like, when people ask me what it's like back home growing up, I the first thing I always say is everything that you know and do, do the opposite thing. 
And that's what's happening in Asia. It's completely flipped. And, uh, yeah. and if you have that mentality going in and you're a good sport about it and you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the opposite thing. Like it's going to be then you're going to then you're in for a good time. Well, I, I just think that you can't compare holidays, right? Like no. going to Asia and expecting any kind of American Thanksgiving is silly. No, we like don't even I, know what Thanksgiving is. Right. It's just like if you're going to be there over American Thanksgiving, just plan not to celebrate. There, yeah. Nobody cares. Guess what? We don't even have turkey. Yeah. <laughs> if you want mashed potatoes, you got to make them yourselves. No restaurant does mashed potatoes. <laughs> but then, and you know, Christmas, like like just how we're explaining, it's just celebrated very differently. The focus is less on consuming mm. and more about being together. Yeah. And you just don't have the weather that provides that cozy vibe so although if you go to the malls it's still like i know i'm dreaming (laughs) of a white and we're all sweating but then come like january february when when it's time to celebrate chinese new year like you guys go hard for that holiday so it's just kind of like yeah you can't take your expectations for what you celebrate and put it on another culture Mm. you just have to be you know you just have to look and think, what do they celebrate really well? Maybe I want to go visit during that time of year right? so right. I can attend an incredible party and have a new experience. Yeah. And I will say that thinking mentality has influenced our list for today because most of these destinations you'll find are Western countries. But I did throw in a little curveball there at the end. Mm-hmm, you so did. definitely stick around for that. So, But before we get into all that, I just want to give a shout out to going real quick because I just got... A cracking email in my inbox. I you told me already, and I'm kind of mad about it. I don't think that you need to be mad. Okay, well, as you guys know, we are in the process. If you follow us online, we are in the process of slowly pushing out. Not slowly, we've been pushing out our Faroe Islands content. We're big fans. You should go. Um, we've got. If you if you look on Instagram, we've we've done the whole shebang. We're probably gonna post a couple more things. But on YouTube, it's still ongoing. We have a YouTube series. We've posted three videos from the Fair Islands, and I think we got two more. Uh, and this next one that's posting this weekend is, I think, my favorite. Um, but anyways, Going just sent me an email. They didn't send me personally an email. Maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they just love me a whole lot. But um, there is a deal from Newark, New Jersey. You're flying Scandinavian Air, SAS, to the Fair Islands for $500. And when I saw that number, I got mad. I got so mad because I paid more. I paid more. <laughs> um, this flight is happening when? The It's happening in April of next year. There are some availability for um, May and June, but it's going to go up to 600 bucks. Still a deal. Still a deal. And the most fun part is... It, you have a layover in Copenhagen. Now, the flight that I saw had a 14-hour layover in Copenhagen. Go to Tivoli. Go, go do all the things. Go eat the food. Um, Especially if you went at the end of May or beginning of June. I, those tickets, that is an amazing price. You're going to get to see Copenhagen and the Faroe Islands. It's going to be like mild but warm, right. warm-ish. Well, yeah, and, and and we've talked about this before, but the it won't be freezing in the Faroe Islands because you have the Gulf Stream. So it's never too cold, but never warm also. So pack your layers. You're going to the Faroe Islands this summer. You're welcome. Will we see you there? Maybe. I don't know. If you do book that deal, please let us know so we can celebrate with you because that is an incredible 2024 trip. 
Right. I have another update. What? We haven't told the people. I don't want to share the date because I don't know what all the rules are. Family camp? No, but you got a letter in the mail. Oh, gosh. About oh, taking gosh. your test to be an American citizen. I did. It's 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 happening we've in been November. Waiting, we've been waiting like months. Months. Yeah. Uh, wow. This is, wow. My mind. My mind is everywhere now. But I'm going to be one step closer to being a U.S. citizen. They're going to test me on my reading and writing skills and whether or not I can speak English. Boy, I hope I pass. You have better, Let's just say. You have better grammar, knowledge of grammar than I do, <laughs> so I sure hope you pass. Um, I sure hope I do too. And then after that, then we'll have, the I believe, an interview date. or uh, you know, when I swear in, all that kind of stuff, and then apply for Survivor on CBS. But, you know, a couple really steps. Really just back to back in the next couple months. Right. Um, and so, yeah, big, big life update there. That is a big life update. We'll have to keep you posted and celebrate with a USA party or something. I was, yeah, yeah. I was already quizzing myself all the America questions. I have an app and I probably need a, that, you know, that takes the questions from this test and I need to, I need to brush up. Brush up a little yeah. bit. Let's, and let's finish this podcast so I can go brush up. Okay. Be American. <laughs> All right, so let's hit the five destinations that we think you should consider on your next winter adventure. Here coming we up, go. Coming up on number one, we've got London. Oh, and this is an easy one to get to because there are flights to London constantly. And I actually read an article yesterday that holiday airfare will not be as high as it was a year ago, two years ago. But it is going to go up. So if you feel spontaneous, look up your flights to London. I'm not sure how much they cost right now, but they shouldn't be too bad. I think London comes to mind because they do a really great job of decorating the city at Christmas time, especially at night. The double decker, you know, red buses that are going around the city. They have Christmas lights and wreaths everywhere and like painted windows. It's just everybody goes all out. It's all about, it's all, yeah, it's all out. They have Christmas markets that you can go to. And I just think it's a really incredible city to visit at Christmas time because of that, because they, they go all out, they make it happen. And you also get to visit a city that's maybe on your bucket list at the same time. Right. And I will say, you know, you have all the wonders of Christmas in Europe without the language barrier. So if you're someone that has a little bit of a travel anxiety and wants to still feel like you can navigate a giant city like London, uh, go for London at Christmas. Um, there's tons of Christmas markets. There's one underneath the London Bridge, Trafalgar, Trafalgar. How do you say that? Trafalgar? Someone from London, please tell us how to how to pronounce this. Uh, you have one there. You have one at Leicester Square, and like Megan said, all the the shopping, the department stores. I'm talking depart, not stores. I don't think like we do. We don't do department stores as well as they do in Europe. Oh no, can't compare. You got to go to Harrods. Got to go to Selfridges, and the Christmas lights in Oxford Street, Regent Street. They're gonna be just. Like we went there in late uh, October, and it was already becoming Ew. holiday light. Oh, the lights were already like yeah, getting set up, and um, so yeah, and not to you know, let's not talk about, let's not miss the amazing food that's there. You'll have everything at the Christmas markets, um, and you'll be able to um, know what they are because everyone speaks English. 
All right, country number two. We said that you should head to Germany. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot to talk about. Uh, there's also great uh, football there. Soccer. <laughs> That's all. Oh. <laughs> I love. I love my football. I love my soccer. So go watch the games that happen at the holiday season, especially like the Boxing Day matches. They always plan for the biggest games. So if you go into London, go to a Spurs game, go to a Chelsea game, or go to Manchester, go see a United game, a City game. These are all the rivalries. They all happen around that time. So it's just fun. That does sound fun. All right, Megan, take us to country number two. Okay, so country number two is Germany. A little bit more predictable, but still deserves to be on the list because everyone knows that it's known for Christmas markets. The best in the world. We got to add a stop over there last Christmas from our time in Copenhagen. We landed in Berlin and went to the... We went to a bunch of them. We went to one in Potsdamer Platz, but the main one was the one in Gendarmen Market. Yes. I hope I'm saying that right. It was in a square. It was huge. So many people. And just all of the ideas and hopes and dreams that I had for Christmas markets happened. It happened. We were there for two nights, three nights. Right. And we were there solely for the Christmas markets. And at first, I was a little bit weary. I was like, really? I mean, how magical can this be? Magical. And, And it was. We got mulled wine. It snowed. I mean, there were actors and actresses doing magic tricks, making our kids laugh, people singing. A guy on stilts handing out candy. So many like great places to eat and things to snack on. And then not only is there, you know, street food from vendors, but there they create these sit down restaurants right. within the market that you can go indoors where it's warm and, and sit down for a proper meal. Like the, they set up an entire kitchen. And like the table is set with candlelight and you got like sheepskin or some kind of like some kind of something everything was cozy and you're like wow i feel like i'm in the alps right now everyone's just a little bit cold and you're drinking like the best soup the best beer like ah and then all the vendors you know just have these traditional a lot of them sell like different traditional looking ornaments or Mm, christmas decor like like hand carved -carved. like wooden ornaments and trinkets it was just it was souvenir heaven it was souvenir heaven you can even take home your hot chocolate mug or your mold wine your glue vine mug yes because all the mugs typically have the name of the market in the year Mm. so it can be a little two for one right experience and a souvenir there is a downside though what's the downside you gotta pay for admission yeah of one euro yeah. <laughs> but i mean we were just in berlin because that was the cheapest flight that we could get from copenhagen but yeah. there are christmas markets i mean in everywhere munich frankfurt nuremberg nuremberg was like a big Dresden. one you wanted to go yeah. yeah well you know i've shared this before but my dad was in the army and my middle school years were spent in germany and mm. i have a lot of fond memories on the army base of visiting christmas markets off the army base. oh you went out with the civilians i went out with the civilians rebels and i just felt like it was nostalgic and you know it's hard to know if your memories are actually as good as they really were yeah or is it just because you were looking at things like with that childlike perspective Mm -hmm. but i would say the christmas markets lived up to my expectations they lived up to the hype right and and um and for just to affirm that Because we came home from Berlin, and then two weeks later, I was in Denver. And I went to the Christmas market in Denver, and I was like, boy, whew, this is 
the not vibe quite, not quite the same right no yeah. i mean and if you and if you i heard the christmas market in chicago is pretty good okay uh, at least from what i see on instagram but i think the main thing is just the vibe it's the vibe i, think I mean people that, that feeling of coziness what's that word hugh 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 and i think i think um people in europe and and these cities have just embodied that because it's it is freezing it's really cold but i also say that if you're planning a trip to go to any christmas market in europe you can look at the dates typically they start like right after thanksgiving december Mm -hmm. 1st and they go all the way until new year's eve Mm. and this these are people's livelihood right you know like they commit they are out there every day and it's what you do you get off work head to the markets go drink your wine and that's what you get do your for hot the chocolate. entire month eat your brat it's the best i mean why don't we have these here it's just a huge culture thing that i love and i've even thought about how i could like recreate it in our small town but you're right i think it would miss the essence of just like let's take it to the duty. mayor let's take it to the let's mayor. take it to the mayor listen we're gonna need everything to shut down for 30 days mayor Knox white i'm <laughs> looking i know you listen to this i'm just kidding you don't <laughs> okay so where okay so we got so we got london we got germany the next one, I'm taking you not too far away. We're going to Finland. But even though, yes, you'll find the Christmas markets in the cities like Helsinki and all that. But the reason I added this on the list is because now we're getting into like the winter activities. Because there will be snow and there will be northern lights. And Finland is also known for having a lot of family-friendly activities like reindeer rides and sleigh dog rides sledding, and dog, dog sledding and Santa's village. Right. There's actually, um, they call it the birthplace of Christmas. I don't know how accurate it is, but it's a little town called Rovaniemi. And you can hop on a train. That would be like the most idyllic way to get to it from Helsinki. And there will be a whole Santa Claus village there with reindeer and all that stuff. So I think it would be fun to get out of the city, but still experience all the magic of Christmas. And then when you go to bed at night, Hope for the best that you see Northern Lights. I mean, come on. There, we were looking into this one time. I don't remember why. I mean, because we wanted to go, but I don't remember what year. And I joined a Facebook group that was called something like Families to Rovaniemi or something. Really? And it was... I don't know about this. Really? It was all of these families that were planning through this popular, I guess, tourist agency their trips and they just ask questions to people that had gone before you know do i have to bring my own snowsuit will i be able to find this will i be able to find that amazon man and so i followed along for a while but i really was jealous when people would share their past experiences just saying that it was the most magical christmas season that they got Mm. to experience with their kids because in that sweet spot you know before they're like preteens, but when they're old enough to walk and enjoy the activities it could be really magical to yeah. ha- to go dog sledding, to meet reindeer, to see Santa's village. Like I think there's a little window of time with our kids that that could be extra special because yeah. they would be seeing it through those innocent Christmas You're magical saying, eyes. Are you saying we can't achieve that magical Christmas feeling at the local Anderson Mall? <laughs> I'll do my best that we could achieve it here at the Mookery House, but I do think Finland has something unique to offer. Okay, yeah, where Santa doesn't have a slight southern accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Come on here. Right. What you want this Christmas? What you want? Come sit on my lap. Okay, so we got London, we got Germany, we got Finland. 
we're going to go to actually Canada. But not just any random city in Canada. I'm talking about Montreal. This one is close enough that if you don't love to travel, you know, across the ocean or you just don't have a lot of time, this could be a great option for you. And we're talking about none other than the great country of Canada, but more specifically, we're taking you to Montreal. Montreal is known as the most European city on this side of the Atlantic. Which must mean that they know how to do Christmas right. And they do. They annually have the great Christmas market of Montreal. If you add the word great in there. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what America's doing wrong. They just forgot. But if you want that vibe of being in a city that's decorated for Christmas, that has Christmas markets and nightlife going on, and you also want the experience of eating great food, and mm. just overall experiencing a city at Christmas time outside of the States, then we think Montreal is a great stop. Yeah, and you'll feel like you're in a faraway land because you'll hear the little whisperings of French Canadian behind you. And people from all over the world also, you know, live in the huge cities like these. But you'll get that influence of like a different twist rather than your classic American food. And let's not forget, the thing about Canada is the strong hockey culture. Oh, right. Like, this is, this. Let, I'm going I'm to set the picture. Set the scene. All right, the sun starts to go down. I, I do a little stroll. I get some mulled wine. And then maybe a little poutine before I delve into all the Christmas market offerings. And then I'm going to head to the stadium and watch, like, a hockey game. Like, how fun does that sound? And get a sous vide on the way out. Get a sous vide. Yeah. Like what kind? A hockey jersey or... <laughs> really? Okay, name one hockey team, Megan. Well, I'm not choosing that souvenir. I would get like a little Christmas ornament. No, you're or not I'd answering bring... the question. This is a challenge. I name one I, hockey team. I know none. <laughs> okay. I know none. The Montreal... Jackets. J jackets? Yeah. Yellow jackets? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Bears. The Montreal Bears. The Montreal... Is it Bears? I don't... You know what? I actually don't know oh. either. <laughs> anyway, grab a sous on the way out for whatever sports team that you enjoy or just a Christmas the ornament Montreal for your tree. Yellow Jackets. Yeah, Let's the, go. The Montreal Yellow Jackets. Maybe it's the Montreal Whales. No. I feel like that feels fitting. They're a coastal city, right? <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> delete, 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 delete. I'm just kidding. Colin's totally leaving that in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Now let's take you to destination number five. The last city on the list is one that will surprise you. And I honestly don't even know what is magical about it at Christmas time. I can't wait for you to fill us all in, Colin. But we said Singapore. Oh, what? I mean, I know that it's an incredible city, but I didn't know that it was an incredible city at Christmas time. Okay, we didn't want this list to go too long. So we only have five destinations. And I threw this curveball in there because I have celebrated Christmas in Singapore before. Uh, matter of fact, it was our family trip, family vacation, circa 2002. Wow. I'm going way back. Going way back. And what was it like in 2002? Well, even till now, like it's huge. They, they do holidays in Singapore like really, really well. Like the whole city gets decorated. And we lived at a hotel near Orchard Street, which is if you haven't been to Singapore, Orchard Street is just where everything's happening. Like when you go out there every single night of the week, it's basically kind of like, I don't want to say Times Square, but like it's where the energy is of right. the city, like food, people, excitement. And I remember 
and I'm sure it still happens now, but every building in there is decorated two to nines. If you are looking for a Christmas experience, but just feel like you don't want to get cold this year, like you want to just be in shorts. Or maybe you're going to be in Thailand or the Philippines. Right. And you're just looking for somewhere that is going to feel a little bit like Christmas. Right, right. Uh, but then with like also amazing Asian food from everywhere. I would say go to Singapore and stay stay the Christmas and then they have a giant New Year celebrations at the Marina Bay Sands um, area and they have this giant fireworks show. We were there for just like a rehearsal for their national day. And it was and, awesome. And it felt like, I mean, this is just the rehearsal and there's like people jumping off planes and landing like in the crowd, you know, safely in the stadium. There were like jets flying, like, and Top Gun Head just came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like starting to tear up. And so Singapore just does celebrations really well. I heard that even the botanical gardens, um, gardens by the bay turns into like a Christmas wonderland. And so and I'm sure all the malls will be special as well. They're already special. Um, so yeah. I love it. I'm going to throw Singapore in there. Just Shout out Singapore. Singapore in there. Yeah. So that's our list. That's Five our list. Five places to celebrate. Obviously, there are a lot of other destinations that could be a great winter stop for you and your kids. These ones, I think, would check the boxes of yeah, making it feel like Christmas away from home. Yeah. So those are your five destinations to go this Christmas. We hope that we have served you well. Keep this in the bank so that you can always come back and like, where did, where did we go again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all the time we have for you today. Do not forget to pack snacks. Happy early Christmas. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week.